Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. She's the queen of the silver dollar. She rules the smoky kingdom. Her scepter is a wine glass and her bar stool is a throne. <laughs> Jesters flock around her, trying to win her favor. See which one will take the queen of the silver dollar home. Oh, I love it. And hey, who y'all. does that sound like, y'all? <laughs> I hope it's me today. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, Welcome. to the Holy Fuck Podcast. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for the lovely intro. Yeah. Sing song. Sing song. Krista just reminded me of this as we were warming up for this episode. <laughs> just something she was doing just brought that up. So yeah. the queen of the silver dollar, is she really? Well, uh, so why are we talking about... Queens. I don't know, but I just flashed on remembering where That's I was so cool. when I learned that song. It was a bar when I was a late <laughs> teenager, and I had a little bit of that was sort of my story a little. So well, there you go. The theme of the queen has definitely been coming forward for me lately, which is funny because I usually never think of that I mean, word like the queen has left the hive? Yeah, which is interesting because when we picked the title for that past episode, I still hadn't really grabbed onto a storyline or a theme yet it was just like oh yeah make that the title but ever since that it's like queen 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 i'm like okay what am i supposed to be paying attention to so chris is in her queen transition apparently she has been she is leaving the role of the princess (laughs) behind (laughs) i know it's hard to leave it behind it is and stepping into the fullness of who she is by stepping into the queen so what is it that's coming into your field that is so interesting right now? Well, I guess it started when... Oh, yes. Catalyst is a good <laughs> the thing. Catalyst <laughs> is that the king left the kingdom. <laughs> oh, the king left. What a big surprise. Yeah. So, you know, when a lot of times when we talk about relationships or even aspects of ourselves, the word the you know, archetype comes forward. And um, I definitely have someone in my life who I put in the king archetype in my life and who um, has really played that part with me in relationship. And um, yeah, he left recently to go on a trip for a while. He's going out to slay the mighty dragon (laughs) on the other side of the world. And I was actually really okay with it at that point because he was getting on my my last nerve. (laughs) (laughs) And all you had was one left. That's right. And um and I've been going. I've been having a lot of experiences lately working with different healers. My dreams have been just like crazy off the charts. And this, I, I keep getting a lot of signs and symbols reminding me of this queen energy. You know, I just want to stop for a second and just reflect to our audience that one of the things about spiritual psychology, or one of the things about the stuff that we talk about, is that when things start coming into our field, we don't 
normalize them, ignore them, make an excuse for them. We start watching them because what Krista just said about signs and symbols, they're coming into us all the time. We're being provided with ways of looking in our lives. Like Krista said, maybe two months ago, the word queen had never crossed her mind. All of a sudden, she's on Bumble. All of a sudden, we do bumbling around. Then we do the queen has left the hive. Now she's actually talking about the king. So some archetype, some story that, you know, Carl Jung is really famous for all of these archetype stories. And also Carolyn Mace, sorry, tells stories of archetypes a lot Mm -hmm. that are kind of stories that live in all of our lives, like in the, what is it, the space? So there's multiple archetypes. And it's interesting because you can like read a list. I think in one of Carolyn Mace's books, she like lists out like 40 different archetypes. And she takes you through a process of going through and you really hone in on the ones that you feel like resonate, you know, most Isn't of it 12 you. she wants you to do? I think yeah, it's the it's anatomy a lot of, of the spirit. I think Isn't so. That? Yeah, yeah, so it's that's like really 12 cool. 12 archetypes running your life. <laughs> and I never would have picked the queen at that point. No. At all. But that's because you weren't there. I wasn't there yet. And and I'm not saying I'm there now, but it's coming drawn. into my field. And part of it is I woke up this morning having had a dream. And I couldn't remember it, but it just popped into my head later in the day. So I was like, oh, this must be important. And it was all about wearing these beautiful rings that looked very queenly and they were gold and they had these big gemstones on them. And I was actually decorating plates of food with my spare jewelry. So how luxurious <laughs> that I just had. And I wasn't worried about anybody stealing the jewelry or anything. So it must have meant like, oh, I'm so wealthy that even if, you know, somebody walks by and eats a piece of cheese and takes a ring, like I didn't care. They don't dare because there's an off with your head guy hanging oh, around. <laughs> Little guy with that big sword or whatever he has standing next to you. So yeah. Yeah. And Nobody's so stealing a the, ring. No, no one's stealing my ring. And at the end of the dream, I kind of pushed aside um, one of the table decorations and there was this beautiful golden lion ring. Like signet ring. Right? Yeah. And it represented this person in my life very strongly. And I realized in that moment, like, oh my gosh, I'm stepping into the role of the queen in my life. And in the way I think of like in my past, in my marriage, I was probably more like in the princess prince. And so the princess would throw the tantrums and the prince would say, no, you can't do that. You know, (laughs) we were just in that vibration. And now it's stepping into, I know my boundaries. I can ask for what I want. I'm... um, Practicing telling the truth. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you heard the word practicing because partnership is all about practicing. Yeah. So, you know, that dream was really powerful. It actually brought me to tears when I remembered it because, well, it's like I knew, oh, that person is representing the king in my life. But then I had, um, I was working with a healer later on in the day, and I had this other experience of realize, like going into trance and realizing, the king is not enough for me. Oh, I say yeah. more about that. The king yeah. is not enough. Oh, the king does not want to know that. Yeah, the king is not going to be enough for you. And I was so what, surprised what is that? by that. What do you? What is? What's missing? That's what I. Well, mean. I think it's because in my mind the king is noble and proud and goes out in the world and leads the people and is fair and you know it has all of these great characteristics. Yet the 
king can't isn't necessarily concerned of whether the queen's having a beautiful day or not. <laughs> of whether you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not like, hey, honey, can I get you a cupcake? Or here, can I draw your bath for you? Or can I rub your feet? Right? Because the king has these big responsibilities out in the world, and it's got focus and clarity, clarity, and all of that stuff. And the, even though I'm feeling like I'm stepping into the queen, where I, you know, who doesn't want to be respected and thought Honor. of as um, being of service and giving and I want to be the benevolent queen, let's be clear. And when my king is out leading the kingdom, there's the aspect of my queen that wants to have fun. I well, you be, have needs. I have needs. You have needs and they're legitimate. They are legitimate. And for some reason, I haven't in this current partnership relationship it's like i'm being expected to be the queen yes at all times and whenever this aspect of maybe the princess comes forward there's no one there to attend she gets to abandoned her. she gets abandoned and i've been feeling like oh it's not right for me to ask for someone to attend to me because well i have a king but, that's but a- somebody wants some more <laughs> What was, the, what was that line? Jesters flock around her, mm-hmm. trying to win her favor. So what do you think about that? Well, Are there some jesters? And yeah. I don't, we don't mean anything diminutive by Not jesters. Not at all. Just Not at a, all. It's actually, it was a very big job in the high court. So Yeah, and I see it that way because I do have somebody in my life who, when I'm in my, let's just say maybe more of my sensitive phase in the month or needing a little bit more attention and nurturing and caretaking, there's this person who always comes forward and, you know, is there to have a share a sweet meal together or to rub my feet or to listen if I want to cry. And it's not like the king who says, okay, queen, you don't get to cry, snap out of it. We've got people dying in the kingdom. You know, it's, this jester, or and he's very noble and protective, so he's also like a knight as well. It's like this person just creates the space where the queen can just go, <sighs> and like rest and lean in. Yeah, so the queen actually has needs that are, that, that need to be attended to, and the king, or her king, Mm-hmm. isn't attending to them. Right. So he's much more of what she looks up to, and he has a more spiritual kind of thing, and he's leading this kingdom, and he doesn't have time for all these shenanigans. <laughs> right. Right? right? <laughs> but you have shenanigans. I have you, shenanigans. Yes. And so. I keep looking to the king to deal with the shenanigans, and the king's like, I don't have time to deal with the shenanigans, but but I would love to talk about this, this, and this. And, and these are and the topics he wants to talk about and he's interested in. I, I, as the queen, am very interested in those topics as well. That's your queen. That's, that's my interested. queen. The princess, not so much. Right. But that the, the queen who's going to talk about those topics is not going to come over to the court gesture and talk with him about those things. He's not the person who's going to be interested. So would in you that. say... Would you say it's possible that you're in a transition and there's somehow that you're still needing to be in both worlds right now? Mm -hmm. There's still a place where you need a kind of comfort and care and consistency 
of some kind of relationship. And then you really are inspired and taken into your growth places and healed and loved in an unconditional way by your king. Absolutely. So how do you resolve this? Because they sound like needs you have. So we know what, what we say about <laughs> needs. You don't get to give them up. Yeah, got to get them met. Yes. Yeah, smiling pretty happy right now. What is it, Krista? What if you could have it all your way? What would it be? Well, in this moment... Well, I think some of my sadness in the past has been feeling like I have to give up certain parts of myself in order to be in relationship with somebody. Mm. And I definitely felt that in my marriage. Like, although my marriage fulfilled 90% of my needs, there was this 10% or maybe even 30% that was missing, and it was the king energy. Mm Because in the marriage, we were playing out the princess and the prince. And I was missing that king energy, that strong, like focused, brave, courageous. Like there's something in that that is very sexy to me. And I was very sexy. And it calls me forward, right? It calls me out of the princess. It does. Well, so we're doing this whole princess, king and queen thing. And um, right now I was just remarking on how I had this whole download myself about how there are some stages that we move through. And our first stage is singular, like we're maiden or something Mm -hmm. like that, if we're women and maybe we're prince if we're boys. And then we move into prince and princess as we come together in that first early part. And it's all about results, creating children, creating households, creating life, you know, buying boats, like whatever your thing (laughs) is, you do it and you play softball and you have parties and that's all about creating some kind of status and protection and everything for your kids, for your family and everything. But it's a pretty small unit. Mm. And then as you start to grow and like that thing gets too small, Small, which is what happened to you, right? (laughs) It got too small and you were like busting out at the seams. I'm not sure that everybody has to do it this way, but the relationship has to change into a king and queen. If one person stays the princess, one becomes the king, you have a problem if the other way happens, right? So you process as you grow and mature, you come out of this phase of being fairly Mm family-centric like that into being sort of kingdom-centric. Right. And so I'm in this feeling. Yes, but I feel like with this king, he's been pulling at the princess, like, come up here. Like, and, I agree. And, I think that's true. And I, there's part of me that loves that, and that's where the attraction is, because I am growing, and I am stepping more fully into my queen, and I am feeling stronger and confident and learning so much about myself. So I really appreciate that about the king. And, but it's been so uncomfortable. And sometimes I just want to like punch the king in the face and be like, I want to have my tantrum now and I want you to come and lay on the bear rug with me and cuddle me. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. So he is a little bit older than you. Mm-hmm. So interesting, not surprising that he would be starting to change phases before you are and maybe this sort of dragging you into your future. Mm-hmm. And if we were to say again, the way Byron Katie says, Don't pretend like you're further along in your evolution than you are. Be who you are so you can learn from it and grow. Mm -hmm. Where are you? You're like one foot in each place, a little bit of the princess. Definitely a little in both places because the princess in me still wants to go to like Halloween parties and dress up in costumes and go listen to music and have fun at the bars and I play pool. Like do 
like it's like the queen who Queens has to want to s- do that. Too. I know that's the thing. This queen, my queen, Your wants to like gonna sneak out down into the servants' quarters. Okay, and that's like the have princess. a <laughs> well. See, I think the prin- the princess does that, and everyone's like, "Well, of course, the princess is going to do that." I don't think that aspect ever goes away in anybody, but I think as we step into the queen, people think it like we make yeah, it go away. I hear you. Okay, so I'm in the stage of like. I'm stepping into the queen, but I still want to go and do all of this fun stuff. But my king, he's so focused on the entire kingdom that he doesn't have time to go run off in the middle of the night and go dance a jig at the <laughs> tavern party. <laughs> Tap a dance. So what's hap- what happens is I've been really frustrated and my needs haven't been getting met. And so I get I throw a tantrum with the king, which causes an explosion, and then we separate for a while. So the king has left the kingdom. And all of a sudden, the queen just goes, okay, now is my time. Now I can go play with the court jester and the knights. And maybe some of the princes, <clears throat> some of our earlier episodes. Yeah. And so I've been having this experience of being cared for again and feeling like this womanly side of me is getting nurtured and... Maybe feminine side of you? Feminine side, the, um, I mean, it's, it's the part that like really touches my heart. Mm -hmm. And I want so desperately for that to come from the king. But the king at this time does not have that for me and is saying, I don't have that for you. I can't. I literally can't. Just like every time you ask, you're just getting disappointed. So I've gone. How do you and, resolve this, Krista? Well, this is where it gets tricky because, uh, you know, we've done the episode called "Faking It," and <laughs> uh, and so if I continue to fake it, it would look like having fun with the king, having fun with the knights, and not telling everybody that that's what's happening. So, ah. Uh, I'm in this place of <laughs> ah. someone's to tell the truth. What's yeah, going on, Krista? I need to go to these archetypes and say my truth. And my truth right now is I like being around both people and they fulfill and nurture two completely different sides of me. And I would love to think out in the world that I could find that person that has all of it, and I'm not saying it's not out there, but right now, I have these two people that I have a lot of fun with, and and different kinds of fun, diff- totally different kinds of fun, and part and I like literally I have to have it. Yeah, when I go over with the king, I'm not completely happy because I feel like I'm missing, you know, this side, this fun side. When I go over just with the court gesture, then I feel like I'm missing this like connected to God side. So I, when I keep them separate. All I, is well. No, sorry. When I'm only with one or only with the other, I feel uh, kind of miserable because I feel like something big is missing. Like mm. I have to sacrifice yeah, I get a that. big part I of myself. I have heard that from you before. Yeah. And so it's, like, it's just something's missing either emotionally, spiritually, or something's missing physically, playfully. Mm-hmm. And, just, and so, am I putting too much pressure on one person? So, what's the resolution here, Krista? I don't know yet if I have the resolution because 
because I think I'm scared. Like I'm, I'm scared to tell both of them, but I also am to the point where if both of them said, sorry, we're out, I would be okay too. I really feel like Yeah, that. so here's that thing that makes a huge difference in partnerships as we go is that thing that is called telling the truth. And because it's not fair to our partners to not tell them the truth when we have something going on and acting like we're completely okay with them and then suddenly being like, well, you're all of it, but, you know, you're not Mm -hmm. actually half of it. So the trickiest part, I think, about partnership is that you have to be willing to sacrifice the partnership to tell your truth, to be truthful. This is kind of tricky, though, because the king has told me, I don't want to know what you're up to, which is funny because if you think of the traditional king-queen movies, they kind of don't, right? The queen, like, walks into the bedroom and sees the king with all the women. She's like, oh, yeah, can you come to dinner? And then, you know, and and vice versa. Crystal watches very different movies than I do. So we have a little (laughs) different story here. You should watch more Netflix. I should watch more Um, Netflix. Okay. But are you saying you haven't seen the movies where the king, like, has all the women lying around That's not really my experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's never been in my experience, but my picture is more that the king and the queen are really higher uh, level sort of, I mean, they're all sorts of kings and queens, right? We've seen them all. But something to do with the court is the king and the queen and not so much that there's all these shenanigans going on in the castle so much. Mm. Um, I mean, I would love— Okay. We don't we don't have to like address all those different ways that people have made it in movies and stories and I'm sure there are a million as many different kinds of kings as there were little sovereignties for kings to be in. But what you're saying that's super powerful is I'm not saying you have to tell anybody the details. Mm-hmm. Right. So the king in your life does not want details if you decide you need to fulfill your other needs, right? right. So some are sexual, some are social, some are joyful, some are playful, some but it, but there's this whole box of needs that get closed up when you hang out with the king, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to know about it. So right. the only thing he needs to know is you're pursuing getting those needs met. Right. So you need to tell him, by the way, there are other people in my life who are I am pursuing getting my needs met with just to make sure you understand that. Yes. That's the truth. If he wants more, then he gets to ask more questions and then it gets trickier. Right. Also, the people who are fulfilling your more playful, daily, maybe emotional, physical needs mm-hmm. in some ways, not spiritual needs, right? Uh, need to know there's a king. Right. And I'm pretty sure they're aware there's a king. I just have but to have you clarify. I have to clarify. <laughs> Let me just say, I have to yeah. cl- cl- clarify. clarify. <laughs> and it's so easy to do, right? No, it no, is not easy feels, to do. I think all will be well in the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to please the queen. Yeah. Um, but it is going to have to, if I continue in the next week or two along these lines, then yes, I need to. You're looking at me like, really? No, I, I, was listening to, I was listening to the fact that the king has left and now there's some kind of space that you can really feel mm-hmm. and that you've gone on your first foray without mm-hmm. the king. Mm-hmm. And now you're feeling like, oh, got to bring a little balance. I got to say something here. Because it really isn't fair to our partners if we don't tell them what's true and mm-hmm. what's going on. So if you were to stop right now, it's sort of 
a little water under the bridge, not a big deal. There isn't any, none of these things have agreements. Right. So you could let that go. But if it continues, there's a part of your integrity that's like, so this is where the queen comes in, right? Again, it's like her integrity, her bigger picture, her her sort of moralistic value self that's growing as she becomes the queen and she has more people to take care of and more influence and impact in her life. She's got to be more committed to her word, more committed mm-hmm. to her. What's interesting what you just said about when the king leaves the kingdom, who gets the responsibility? Who's in charge? The queen. The queen. Right? So what happens to me is I feel like when the king leaves, I get more responsibility, which means I need more of a support system. Yeah. And that's why I then if I don't seek out my support system, then I notice that I feel lonely or feel abandoned and you know so so maybe there's some people who would say well that's something i need to heal maybe the king would say well you need to heal that within yourself <laughs> if you feel that way and it may be in certain ways that's true there's some healing meaning i shouldn't feel necessarily abandoned when the king leaves because kings leave that's their job that's what they have to go do chris's right? king leaves i'm not sure if my king leaves <laughs> So far, my yes. king doesn't leave. Yes. Okay. Well, but he also, also, but he is also fulfilling all my needs, mm-hmm. right? So lucky, yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that there's a stage past queen mm-hmm. and past king, and uh, it sounds a little presumptuous to say, but just because I need a name for it, and it's also related to the tarot, mm-hmm. which we know and love, is that there's the empress and the emperor. And that their level of consciousness and connection has to do with caring for the entire universe. It has to do with bringing the stars and the land together and, and making for there are, no more, there are no more sovereignties. There are no more taking care of boundaries. There's no boundaries. They're all in that oneness field. Mm-hmm. So that their energy has gone into a completely different place right. where they're holding... Now, they're also human. So we are talking about archetypes here, which means they're not human. But when we're talking about embodying them, like me and Mr. Delicious... Yes, or stepping into So we're stepping... Well, and we're 15 years older than Krista, right. right? So it makes sense. Like, we're stepping into an energy that's pulling us into a universal kind of global worldview that's saying there are no boundaries between any of these countries, all of these... Things mm-hmm. are people and climate and love and all those things are all one. Right. So we're no longer looking at this as this journey. But you guys are in this other phase, which is wrapping its arms around you as you grow into it. And you're flourishing and you're growing and you're being really honest about your needs. My needs are the same as yours, but my partner is giving all of them to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now you have them split, which is totally fine. It's your way of doing it. So how do you resolve having split needs with a partner that gives you with maybe some well, partner? if you have split needs, you better have split knees. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. That's so good. Split knees. Okay. So um, if you have... I don't know what the answer is, honestly, and I'm not even sure... So right now, how you've been handling it is there might be a gesture or two in your life. Yeah. And I think in the past, I would have felt guilt over it. And now I'm stepping into the ownership of it. Like the princess part of me felt guilt. The queen is stepping into, 
But of course, so of course I need so a cook. Cool. Of course I need someone to draw my bath. Of course I need someone to dress me. Of course I need someone to feed me chocolates. Like it's like yes. owning that that's okay. Whereas I feel like in my marriage, it was like all needs needed to be met by the prince and then whatever needs weren't met, met suck it up. So here's something to think about. What about this? So in your uh, rising, I would say, like this sort of mm-hmm. rising of your consciousness, right? In the princess, the world's rules ruled. Right. So who you were, how you dressed, uh, what kind of mom you were, what kind of shopping you did, where you went, what parties right. you attended, all of that mattered. Mm-hmm. And it was all about status and money and houses and clubs and whatever right. you guys did. But we can all recognize this. The rules are coming into you. As you step into the queen, and we can even hear it in this conversation about what you need, you're making the rules. Right. The, world, the king and queen make their own rules, right? Right. They're well, not, there's no one above them telling them what's right or wrong. They're just like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And this is my kingdom. And in my kingdom, we do it this way. They mm-hmm. might have to negotiate with each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good, good place to create some partnership. But that's what's going to happen. So the queen starts getting super powerful as she brings this feminine energy up, and she needs a ton of support. Right. The feminine energy needs a ton of support, needs protection, needs provisions, it needs care, like all of that. And that's what I love about this person who provides the court gesture Member of your night. court? Yes, <laughs> a member of my court is because I do feel protected and cared for and entertained. And it just, it's like everything just feels right when that part is full. So here's something funny too. So when you move from the princess to the queen, your everything changes, right? So everything starts to move and you have to stay with the moving, but it isn't like it happens overnight. Mm-hmm. You're moving from one thing to the other. So right now you're in like what do you what would you call that? Like metamorphosis mm-hmm. kind of thing where you're actually going from the from the caterpillar to the butterfly. Right. And you're right in the middle of it. And it's uncomfortable and all sorts of stuff. And you're going to get your needs come hell or high water. And so this is great because this is a place where Alison Armstrong's work is really dovetailing with your emerging archetypes. Because uh-huh. she does a lot of king and queen work. She does oh, really? a lot of princess work. And she's got a book called Keys to the Kingdom. It's And she's going to be on our show relatively soon. So we're excited to have her. I didn't know she had that book. Cool. Yeah, it's called, I have it. See, it's coming See? in again. It's coming in from King all different things. It's like right on my dresser. Hmm. So she is one of my biggest teachers and I worked with her for a number of years. So what she says about queens is that you don't bend to the universe. The universe bends to you. So a queen will not walk around something in her way. She will ask someone to move it so that the world becomes yours from your point of view. So you're stepping more and more into these are my needs and they're okay with me. Right. And so this is a very exciting place to start stepping into. And and maybe the first step of that was you actually separating from your husband. Mm-hmm. But each year, that separation has looked completely different. Right. As you step towards the divorce, now you're really being pushed into being the queen. I don't bend to this. This bends to me. Now, that doesn't mean you're not fair. It doesn't mean you're not benevolent, but you know what your needs are, and you keep 
creating space for that to happen for you. So The interesting thing is that the king and the jester, they know of each other in my realm. Yes. <laughs> and so the king has never really appreciated the jester, and the jester's never really appreciated the king. <laughs> no, because they both want the queen. Right. And so I'm holding for this place of can those two archetypes ever come into a place where they see the benefit that the other person gives to the queen and the pressure that it takes off of them to fulfill. So in my perfect kingdom, the king would, queendom, the king would be so appreciative of the jester doing his job because then the king can come home to the kingdom and the queen is happy. And he gets this happy queen that's ready to meet him and support him and love him and make love to him and all of that from this happy place. Instead of the king coming home and the queen's crying and where have you been? <laughs> and like, I need this, I, I, I need, need this, that, and me, I can't me, believe me. you left for so long and off with your head. Like, is there a place where the king can appreciate that in his absence, there is this gesture who keeps the queen happy yeah. and it benefits him and why not and so, why not and on the on the flip side so in my story the king has really been judging the jester because he's like why would this jester do that like how he jester must, knight we want to keep knight. it like he's yeah the jester knight why would the jester knight do this because he must not think very highly of himself that he would put himself in this situation and you know get hurt right and in my mind i'm thinking Oh, that's because I not everybody has to be the king. Not everybody in this world walks around thinking they're a king or thinking they should be treated like a king or interacted with like a king. This knight jester, I think, is actually very happy in the role of knight jester. That's the essence He's of an who adventurous. He is. Kind of yeah, world explorer. seeking explorer. He has he has a lighter view of life. He's uh-huh. not so heavy and dense, and you know, he's, he's very secure. Yep. So he's like able to give to the queen, and he doesn't feel bad about himself as if he's missing out on something because he's not the king. Like because he doesn't want to be the king. I don't he's think like, he wants to be the king and change the world in that way and have that responsibility. Right. So then, can I get the the knight jester to? come into appreciation for what the king does for the queen. And if I can get those two people to be in the so same So now you've got archetypes together. as humans. So now it's <laughs> going to be trickier because archetypes don't function well as humans. But, but what the queen part of you is saying is these are actually, in this situation, I need two. I need two. Because neither one Until is Until I meet really, my emperor. Right. Well, to... <laughs> Yeah, I until you take and, to the well, I don't, I don't know if growing up well, is really. Age, I'm but talking maturity. until you're doing your spiritual maturity, until there's a place where, but I think it's about sorting yourself into a place where someone or two or three people are going to be needed by you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're wrong about that. What if this is the situation the rest of your life? You can still progress through the stages. You can get bigger and more advanced and more holy and more evolved, but you always will need to. Now, I need a ton of maids in waiting. (laughs) Like, please, everybody can wait on me. Like, I've never been mistaken about that. I grew up in a way that I had that. Uh So, I like people say to me, oh, I would never want 
you know, people in my house. I'm like, bring them on. Just they can all, <laughs> they can cook, they can clean, they can do the garden, they can do the wash, they can right. all day yeah. long. I do not have a trouble. All of you come to my house. I will love you and appreciate you beyond your wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's handmaidens. And my for me, king it's hand is, jobs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and my king is got all of this that he's providing for me. So that's the way it works for me because that's what I called in. And, and I'm, I want to get back to that line where you say, don't pretend you're further along than you really are, because there is that aspect where the king keeps trying to pull me up and I keep mm. feeling bad about myself that I'm oh, not there yet. You know, yeah. I think that's been a part where I'm like I don't want to be that. I'm kind of fighting it a little bit because being a queen. I want to be crass Krista on Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) And I don't necessarily always want the responsibility of the queen. No. And so when when the responsibility gets too big for me right now, I want to run down to the cellar with the knight (laughs) and have a quickie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great image. Um, Maybe not a cellar. Maybe not a cellar. We might have some chains and some whips down there. (laughs) (laughs) That could be fun. Now we're going Swedish. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is kind of a fun little place to play So this is such a fun thing because even though I've been listening to this sort of unfold in you over the last couple of months, maybe definitely in the last few weeks, getting more and more into this queen thing, I've never mentioned to you that, oh, by the way, Allison, whom we talk about all the time, has this book. No. So surprising. So, yeah. I think it's really fun. I can't wait to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you read it. And also, just really honor your knowing. Like, knowing to me is one of the most important things I found in my spiritual education. I know there's something that's bigger than the human personality that I have. Mm -hmm. I know there's something that's drawing me into a spiritual maturity that I have no control over. It's at work every day. I know that I wanted to do that, and I also want to be— and this is why we have the holy fuck, is I want to be holy, and I want to have fucking. Like, I want to be in this body, on this planet, with my heart and mind open to the sky so that everything lines up. That's the ultimate sort of—what do we call it? relationships, sex, and all things holy. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, just to be clear, I'm not saying that for the rest of my life I'm going to need two or three different people Or you might need five sometimes and one sometimes. But this is a lesson in me just realizing there are these different archetypes within myself that need to be nurtured and combined in order for me to feel whole and holy. You know, I just got something too, Krista, because some people would say, well, all of these people go away. And I'm going to go find the one mm-hmm. who's going to give me everything. Right. And that is one strategy and possibly, I think, mine right. in this last phase. Mm-hmm. So I, before that, I didn't care. But what you're making space for is a whole new paradigm, which a lot of people are exploring now. Polyamory, you know, all sorts of ways to bring in the care and the love that we want to have in our lives in really what sort of much more colorful ways that we get to have more. We get to play with more. We get to be more because we're not so rigidly stuck in some little role. I mean, it really is more love. So why am I fighting it so hard? Because everything in our (laughs) American culture is telling you you are one bad girl, right? Queen of the silver dollar. One bad apple. Uh, Oh, fun. All right. Well, so here's to the queen. Here's to the queen. Long live the queen, you know. With multiple keys. 
multiple keys to multiple rooms in the palace. (laughs) And on that note, spread Spread the the love. love.